and shoved my hands deeper into my pockets. I still couldn't believe that I was really here. We entered the building and were met by two officers inside a sterile white entryway lined with pictures of President Obama, government officials, and the warden. They greeted us and talked to Jim while I stood quietly next to him, wishing I were anywhere but there at that moment. When it was time for me to go with the officers, I handed Jim my coat and my cell phone before saying goodbye to him and Mike. As I headed towards the area where I'd be processed, I turned around one last time and said to Jim, tell Joe and the girls I'll be fine and that I love them very much. Tell them not to worry, I'll be okay. Once Jim and Mike were gone, a female guard guided me past a male officer sitting behind a Formica desk and through a metal detector attached to it. It reminded me of the kind of setup I had seen at the airport and in the federal courthouse in Newark, New Jersey, where Joe and I were sentenced three months earlier. She led me down a long, dirty hallway into what looked like a dingy shower stall with no curtain and handed me my greens my prison uniform. I'm glad I like green. At least my uniform wasn't neon orange. Change into this, she said, before giving me a white bra, white granny panties, and a pair of white tube socks. While these were new, the pants and shirt had been worn by many, many inmates before me. I took them from her, reluctantly. I couldn't believe that now here I was, about to live in a prison with more than 200 other women, potentially getting a job cleaning toilets or washing windows while wearing clothes that other inmates before me had worn. I try not to think about the faint stains I saw in the pants the guard had given me, and I couldn't help wondering how the hell I was going to be able to put them on. This was not happening. Before you change, the guard said, you have to go through a strip search. The strip search. I had been told the prisoners had to do a squat and cough during processing to make sure they weren't holding any contraband in any of their body cavities. I had heard that prisoners had tried to hide drugs, knives, phones, headphones, lighters, paperwork, and even guns inside of their you-know-whats. Knives? Phones? Guns? You gotta be kidding me. Oh, Madonna Mia. Honest to God, the last thing on earth I would ever think about doing is hiding something in my chuckalina. All this was new to me. This was a long way from Jersey, and a really long way from the life I led on Real Housewives. I was still wearing the clothes I had on when I left my house. My black velour, rhinestone emblazoned, babalini jacket, made for the launch of my line of cocktails. My black skinny Italian tank top, named after my cookbooks of course, black leggings, and running shoes. I hadn't thought twice when I was getting dressed for prison a few hours earlier. I just wanted to wear something comfortable for the long ride from my house to my new home away from home.
In the mere minutes that I had been in prison, I was already looking at things differently. I laughed when I realized what I was wearing. In my real life, I wear this outfit all the time because it was so easy. I threw it on when I was running the girls to school, grocery shopping, cooking dinner, helping with homework, or doing whatever the day had in store for me. And now I was wearing this outfit, remnants of my family, my home, my successes, in prison. I felt like I stuck out like a sore thumb. But at the same time, in that moment, I was still me, rhinestones and all. The guard watched while I stripped down to nothing and stood there completely naked. Turn around, face the wall, squat down, and cough, she said.